You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. And away we go. Hour two of the big 10 o'clock hour encompassed within this hour. Stump Rothenberg at 1030. A lot of night. Very nice because Twitter could be such a nasty, miserable place. A lot of nice tweets pouring in at Rothenberg ESPN with people are upset that I won't be on Saturdays. I'm not leaving the station. I'm, I'm not going away. I'm, I'm not going to do, do something on a different network. I'm going to be here. I'm just here 6 to 10, Monday through Friday, which will, if you love this show that much, will push you to that. Me and Rick, 6 to 10. It's terrific. All right? So don't, don't get upset. But it is nice to see all these loving and lovely, beautiful, gorgeous tweets. We're going to miss you. We love you. Saturdays won't be the same. I'm going to, how about this one? I'm going to root extra hard for the Giants tomorrow just so your, your Saturdays continue. Very nice. Very uplifting. Very positive. One of my faves, one of, one of the people that I truly adore, the great Marv in the Bronx. Good morning, Marv. How are you? Welcome on 98. Now, DR, you know this is sad for me, all right? Tell me. Talk to me. I'm here for you, Mark. Because I spent 30, 36 years in the military working up at 6 in the morning, all right? So I kinda, um, adv- I'm kind of um, against that. But for you, I will wake up at 6 in the morning, all right? My man. And I will miss you. Uh, it's funny because today my wife is on her way to Maryland for a funeral, and I was seeing her off. And I said, well, I'll go to sleep and won't call Dave. But for some reason, I had to call you. Because we have that. You know, we have, we have that. That connection, Marv, that others might laugh at and not understand the bind we have, you know, how we're we're just bound together as kind of soulmates, but you and I get it, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, and and you've made me renowned. I mean, there's people that, is that you on the radio? Look, you're the best in the business, man, and I mean that. And you're the only only guy I I think I call during the week. Well, here, here's the thing, Marv. You have to make me a solemn promise that you will keep calling, and you'll call from Monday to Friday I, from I, 6 I, to 10. That's not even a question. Okay. I, I, will, I, I will call you because, you know, I just appreciate the work you do, um, the enthusiasm you bring, and I'm a diehard Giant fan like you. And that previous caller, I don't know what he was taking, but he ought to stop, you know, about you know the Giants back then and stuff like that. After the last five or six years, a chance to watch a playoff game with the Giants, awesome. that's a thrill. But it I really want to say is, this. It? it really is. I, I want to say Think about what, where this team is and where they've been. And, how, and you know what? I, and I said this. I've said this for weeks now. You know what makes it better, Marv, is that it's unexpected. To be great. Like, Absolutely. L- l- listen, if you're Kansas City and you know every year you're going to be great, that's awesome. It is. And we've been in that situation in the past where we knew the Giants were going to be good. But there's something really cool and really special about thinking your team is not going to be good and having this season of, wait a minute, we're what? We're a playoff team? We're one of 12? We have a real chance? Like, yep. that. there's something very special about that. I, I know I can't hog the time, Dave, but I have to say this. I want to offer Daniel Jones a sincere apology because I was wrong about him. And the Giants should sign him and keep him. And uh, hopefully this will be like what, how it how it how it mushroom how it um how it transgress and progress in the '80s where you started with a playoff, uh, entering the playoff, then a division, then a championship, and then a Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully that, that would be the hopefully that would be the completion of this this journey with him. But I want to thank you for being the ultimate professional, uh, making my Saturday mornings 
and a real thrill just to talk to you and to accomplish many things um, you said about me and back to you, my man. The best to you. The best. Thank I wish you, you the best. Well, and you Mark, will have Marv, listen, and again, and thanks for the call. And you really, I think you are one, one of the greats. And the voice is just, I mean, second to none. But I'm not leaving. I'm just leaving this show. But I'm leaving it to Dan Grosso, who's he's probably better than me. Right? Joe Leo, if I said Rothenberger Grossa in a face-off of who's the better host, you're probably taking Grossa, aren't you? It's close, but I'm take, I, I think I'm leaning you right now. With your career, I'm leaning you, Dave. Hey, guys! In, don't forget about me! <laughs> in about, uh, you know, five years, will I think differently? Maybe. But and right I'm, now— I'm older. Like, Dan's young. Dan's a baby. I'm going to be 50 in two months. Bring me trumpet, play the song— what what are you what are you thinking about getting me for my fiftieth birthday? By the way, uh, you know what? You might have just have you might have a uh, a present one day just at the studio like that Islanders jersey. Okay, well, don't but don't get me an Islanders jersey. No, I'm not please. saying it's an Islanders jersey, but I'm just saying you might have something awaiting you. You love the you love the Islanders. Me? Yeah. No. Who do you like? I'm a Rangers fan. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that, that's good. Islanders, and then and then and then uh, Harvey roots for the Devils. How was that win last week, by the way? Uh, oh, what a win for you! For you, listen. It's not. It, what are you going to rub salt in the wound? The Rangers had one of the great wins in franchise history the other night. Yeah, that was um, that was quite a goal with under a second left. It was unbelievable. Let's go, Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, good morning. You're on ninety-eight-seven. How's it going, Dave? How are you, Mitch? Pretty good. I'm kind of like a sad day, but, you know, you deserve your free time. You know? Well, I appreciate it. And again, Mitch, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to still be here every That's true. single Monday day. Friday. Week. You should have a two-day week. Every weekday, I'm going to be here with you with Rick from 6 to 10. You know, uh, the more money you make, the more free time you should have. A couple of things my mom always said. All good things come to an end, and lazy people work twice as hard. Hey, I, I just feel that the wide receivers between Minnesota and the Giants like night and day. So I guess the Giants want to play, you know, a great defense. And you're right, it's a great story that they made the playoffs. I was not a, a Daniel Jones, but I guess he's making that GM look good by making the playoffs uh, this year. And I would love to see uh, 49ers, the hottest team against my Chargers. But that, that, what are the Chargers thinking? You, you're right. That is one. What, 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 what are you doing, Mitch? What, what are you doing? It's not. It's not what? like you have an Iron Man at wide receiver. Mike Williams is always hurt, and he's healthy. I know. He's, he's so good. So, so you're a Chargers fan. Yeah, I'm a charge for you know, I'm, I'm, so, you know, so I'm if you if you lose guy. if if I told you this, you lose this game tonight, but because of it, Staley gets fired and Sean Payton is your new head coach. Do you sign for that right now? Yeah, it would. He is a yeah. good coach. He is, but you know, Staley. I mean, he's got plenty more years. He'll pay fine another team. But that was a bonehead move. Yeah, you have a bunch of assistant coaches. You work as a team. There's no dictatorships. There shouldn't be. I can't, I can't, I can't believe they did that. Like, that, that to me, thanks for the call, that goes down as one of the most boneheaded decisions I've ever heard of before. I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you play Mike Williams? The game was meaningless. Meaningless. And he's always hurt. And then, you, and then on top of that, you keep Keenan Allen into the bitter end after you've lost Mike Williams? That might be even worse. Danny Long Island. Danny, good morning. You're on 98.7. I was having a great morning, Dave, until I found out that my Saturday morning's walks will no longer be accompanied by your beautiful voice, passion, and sports knowledge. No more stump. It's just it's changing my entire Saturday outlook. 
but I will persevere. I will get over it. I, like I said, you, we have you. I I knew, and I knew you would, Danny. I was fearful to tell you specifically, but I knew, knowing the the guile and just the depth of integrity that you go through every day with, that you would figure out a way to get through. To the caller who calls in to try to crap all over the Giants. This is a Giants day. This is a Giants fan day. I'm not a Giant fan. You know, I'm a, you know, I bleed Steelers. Right. But I always you have. Had, a, you had quite I don't. Nice I never season, root- Steelers had a wonderful season. I never root against the Jets or the Giants. I have great friends in New York here that love to see them win uh, if my team's not going to be in it. Uh, I'm getting ready for a big weekend. It's, it's Wild Card Weekend. We all love it. It's great. It's, you know, it's great. Fortunately, some of the games look like they're going to be lopsided. I think the Giants can win the game. I mean, I'm not going out on a, on a, on a rope. I wouldn't, put it, I wouldn't touch the game if I was going to be financially involved. But I will say this about the Giants. And you're right. It, the season is not a disaster regardless of what transpires in Minnesota. We hope that they win. We hope they play well. You don't want to, get, you don't want to lose a playoff game. It always stinks. I don't want to lose anything, be... Danny. I don't want to lose but, anything. But, Dave, but to, to, to make a statement of the season is a failure if you don't win it is just it's, it's a terrible thing to say. But, but now, having made the playoffs, this is the last time you get to say that. Starting next year in game one, the Giants are a playoff team with Super Bowl aspirations. Come I don't know that that's that? fair. Can I see what the offseason brings first before you start giving me Super Bowl aspirations? Well, if you make the playoffs, then what's the next step? Well, I don't go from no one thinks I'm any good to all of a sudden I'm a Super Bowl team next season. Well, but if they win the game tomorrow and they win a wild card game and they lose respectfully to San Francisco, who I think might go all the way. It would, be, it would then, actually be the Eagles who they would play. Okay, either way, but then you you won a playoff game. To the goal next year, and, 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 I, and I love the Giants. I love the quarterback. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a solid team for years to come. Which I is what agree. You want. But take it from a Steeler fan. Every year we lost. Once we had a franchise quarterback, it was bitter. There was no like, okay, we went ten and six this year. No, every time now, once you're a perennial playoff playoff team, then you and I think the Giants are going to be. There's no well, more. I, I, I agree run. with you, especially because almost half the conference gets in. And thanks for the call, Danny. But I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say you got in. If you win this game today, now when you get to week one of next season, Super Bowl or bust. I think it's crazy. I, I do not agree with that. You're not going to push me into these takes, which I do not agree with. If the Giants lose tomorrow, it is not a failed season. If the Giants win tomorrow and lose on a field goal at the buzzer to Philadelphia. You know what? Next season, you don't turn the page and say, oh, Super Bowl or bust. Can I see the offseason? Really? Like, do the Giants bring an elite receiver? What do they do? do I, I'm assuming they keep Daniel Jones. Can I see how it plays out before I'm, I'm making my reservations for Super Bowl next year? Please? 1-800-919-3776. We continue with the Giants, which is clearly the topic of the day. Little Jets, little Knicks in the 11 o'clock hour, but it's Giants. It has been six Years since we've been here. Welcome back, Giants fans. Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, 10.30, Harv, 10.30, a little stump, Rothenberg. 11.15, we do the frenzy. Little Jets conversation in there. What What is going on with the Jets? I really, what is going on with the Jets? You know, you're thinking about it, and somebody called yesterday and said he's on the verge of being 50. He said the last time the Jets were in the playoffs was he was in his 30s. You know, you can't take these for granted. 
not not that people do, but you get in, man, and you just gotta. I mean, it's it's they're so special. You know, the Chiefs are gonna go every single year. The Bills are gonna go every single year. The Bengals, who have been one of the laughing stocks of the NFL for a long time, are gonna go every single year. The Eagles look like they're gonna be good for a long time, but when you're a fan of a team that's like on the bubble or not very good, I look at the Lions. The Lions never go to the playoffs. The Jets never go to the playoffs. The Giants haven't gone to the playoffs. Like these are, and I get a tweet from somebody saying, stop complaining. You've had great moments as a Giants fan over the years. I'm not complaining about being a Giants fan. I'm not complaining about the history of the Giants. You're right. I became a Giants fan in 1979, or 77. Like I, I, I remember, wa- I, I'll always remember it. My, I have two older brothers. They have no interest in football. And my dad, who loved it, who went to the Giants all the time, Yankee Stadium, all over the place, would never push the football on us. And I walked into the den when he was watching one one weekend and just saw it and thought, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I don't exactly know what it is or how it works, but I want to learn everything about this. I want to learn now, and all I want to do is, is watch football. And that was when I was like five, I don't know, 78, five years old, 79, six, like right there. It was before, it was before I was six because I remember getting Sports Illustrated with, with Bradshaw and, and when they were playing the Rams in 1980 in the Super Bowl and thinking this, this is just awesome. So I, I don't know, say 1978. And I, I mean, so the Giants were dreadful, dreadful. Then they went to the postseason in 81 under Ray Perkins and then he left, and then they were bad in 82, and they were awful in 83, which is, which is the first year for Parcells. I think they were 3-12-1 that year and tied the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. And then 84, it all turned around. And for the most part, since 1984, the Giants have been one of the most representative franchises in the NFL, like, like that flagship franchise. So 84, let's see if I can remember this. 84, they got in beat the what did they beat in 84 beat the rams lost to the niners 85 beat the niners at home i remember 17-3 and then competed with but lost to the bears 21 nothing that was the game that Sean Landetta missed the uh missed the punt so they were they were progressively getting better and then the next year they won the whole thing Right, they beat, they destroyed the Niners. They knocked out Montana. Beat them forty nine three. They humiliated Washington seventeen nothing. And I remember the confetti raining down from the the upper decks of Giant Stadium. And then they they first half they they trailed at the half, but then they crushed Denver and won their first ever Super Bowl. Then they didn't go eighty seven. You had the strike season eighty eight, which is one of my most difficult memories ever was when the Giants win that Week 16 game, I guess. They beat the Jets, they get in. They lose to the Jets. Then the Niners literally lay down and lose that game to the Rams. Giants don't get in. Then they go back 89, and that's the Flipper-Anderson game where the Giants lose in the division round in overtime when Flipper-Anderson catches a touchdown and then runs through the through the um, end zone right into the locker room. And then 90, they win the whole thing again. They beat the Bears, hammered them. They beat the Niners in in what might be the greatest game I've ever seen, 15-13 on five field goals. They had the fake punt with Gary Reasons, and then they win 
also might have been the greatest game I've ever seen. They beat the Bills 2019 on the Norwood Miss field goal. Then they went back in 93, which is Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms' last hurrah with the Giants, where they beat Minnesota at home. Rodney Hampton, I remember, had a good game there. And then they got humiliated by the uh, by the Niners 44-3, to and that was it for LT. Then they went in 97, which is a story I've never told, and maybe I'll tell Rick on, on Monday or next week about what happened with that Vikings game. That was an awful, awful loss. You know, we, we, you know that game gets buried as far as awful losses. Giants should have won that game. And they, they lost it to the Vikings 23-22, and they should have won. Vikings recovered an onside kick. Recovered an onside kick to beat the Giants. And then 2000 is the next time they went, and that was um, Kerry Collins. 97 was Fossil. 2000 Fossil also. They had no business being in the Super Bowl. They got hammered by the Ravens 34-7, but they beat the Eagles, and they humiliated, ironically enough, the Vikings 41-0 in what might be the best game I've ever been to in person that 41 nothing game. And then 2002 was when they lost to the Niners 39-38. And then Eli's first ever playoff appearance, which I think kind of rings back to where we are now. Because if you remember, 2005, Eli Manning was brutal in that game. Brutal in that game. Giants lost to the Panthers 23 nothing. And then 2006, which was at like five days before Ben was born. Giants lost to the Eagles 23-20. Eli was good. Uh, Akers kicked a field goal at the buzzer to beat the Giants. Then 2007, we know what happened. They won the whole damn thing. Uh, maybe the greatest run you've ever seen. They beat Tampa. They beat Dallas. They beat Green Bay. And they beat New England. And then 2008, which still haunts me to this day, they were the one seed. And they that was the year Plexico shot himself in the leg. And they lost to the Eagles, I think, by a touchdown. And Dominic Hickson dropped a wide-open touchdown on the first drive. And the Giants couldn't recover. Thankfully, Philadelphia lost the next week to Arizona. And then 2011, they win the whole thing again. And then 2016, January of 2017, they lose to Green Bay. You know, and, and that's just all right, just off of pure memory. If my wife said to me, do you remember when the kids were little and they used to love squash? I'd be like, I have no recollection of that. But I can sit here and tell you every single Giants game ever. Danny, Long Island. Danny, good morning. You're on 9870 SPA. Yeah, hi. Uh, how are you, Dave? Uh, good, Danny. What do you I got today? Want... Okay. Uh, you got to remember last year, too, that Charger coach uh, had the playoff uh, spot wrapped up, and, the, and they decided to call timeouts. And the Raiders were, Raiders were clearly playing for a tie. And the Chargers would have gotten in. Both teams are right. in. But the city, so, You're right. The, he, kept, he kept them out of the postseason last year, and now they go into the postseason this year without arguably arguably their best receiver because of another boneheaded decision from, from Brandon Staley. Correct. Yeah. And, um, you know, and as far as you know, the Giants are concerned, I mean, uh, excluding the lady, of course, the other five quarterbacks have won a total of two playoff games. So to me, the Giants have as good a shot as anybody getting to the NFC Championship if they if San Francisco wins and they would be Minnesota and then they go into Philadelphia with a quarterback with a bump shoulder and uh, you know that that would be a, you know, a game that they could definitely win because I mean Danny I, I don't know uh, and thanks for the call I, I you know you have these delusions of grandeur as a sports fan all the time if the if the Giants win this game and beat Philadelphia I mean that, that might be too much for me to even handle go out there and win the game tomorrow 
That's it. I'm not thinking about Philadelphia. I'm not thinking about, God, Jalen Hurts, Bumshull. Just go out there and win the game tomorrow. My entire focus, I'll watch the games today, of course. Right, San Fran, 430 against Seattle, and then at 815 you get Jacksonville Chargers, which I think should be a really good game. But my entire focus this weekend is 440 tomorrow, and it's Giants-Vikings. Can they beat them? I think they can. 1-800-919-3776. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play a rollicking. This is not going to be a normal Stump Rothenberg. A rollicking, a playoff edition of Stump Rothenberg. 1-800-919-3776. It's going to be sensational, and it is next, and it is right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? All right, very cute. Now, we've already made the announcement that this could be it. Hopefully it's not because the Giants move on. But this could be it for the Saturday show. That being said, we still need an updated season-long standing. Only one week in the books this year. Julia, what do you got? 15 and 3 for the first that's week. That's not January. bad. Not bad at all. That's I think not, we can that's do better, though. Better than 15 and 3? Better. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, listen, I, I can try, but I don't know that that realistically is going to happen. But we'll try. 1 800 919 3776. Now, Joe Leo, you said you're also playing this week? Yes, I am. Not your five pack. You're playing in, in round one. I'm playing in round one, yes. All right. Let's see what we got. We start at the top. And bring in Phil in Jersey. Phil, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, Dave. Sure. Uh, before I start the show, though, I would uh, love if you could shout out my mom. It's her birthday today. Her name's Krista. Well, Krista, listen, for, for me and everyone that works here at 9870 ESPN, the listeners and, and everyone, a very happy and most importantly, healthy birthday to you. Nothing but good things for this year and for the future. Uh, thank you, Dave. I really you're, appreciate you're that. Very, okay. You're very welcome, Phil. Very welcome. Uh, my question is, uh, there have been two players to play for all AL East teams. Who are they? Ever or current? Ever. Now, the AL East, so, so the current AL East teams, though, right? Because the AL East has, has yeah. changed in, in iteration over the years. I think I think it's, Kelly Johnson yeah, has, Kelly Johnson, I think, has played for all. That is correct. And there's another one? One more. Mm. I you think someone I've heard of or no? Yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Uh... I don't know that this see and but here's the thing the AL East looks different now. Uh was this guy no, it's, this uh, this is a recent player. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Rick Sarone, but I, I guess that's not right. Um I don't know, I'll say Rick Sarone. No, uh Steve Pierce. Mm. 
Stephen Pierce. All right. Well, I guess we got it wrong. That's that's a brutally tough question. And I got half of it right, but we'll take the loss. 0-1. That's fine. Uh, hang on the line. You'll get to play in round two. Luke in Connecticut. Who I know he's going to come at me with the WWE nonsense. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Dave. You asked for it, so I delivered on right. this sad, sad day. You know, giant, you know, we only have three more Stump Rothenbergs on Saturday. That's kind of sad. All right, go ahead. Um, all right, so WrestleMania, oh, the main event of WWE, has been held in the U.S. except for one time. What city was that? What city held that WrestleMania? I think it was in yeah. Canada. I believe Toronto. Because I know that, and I, didn't they didn't they host it more than once? Toronto, I thought they they might have, but anyhow, that's your answer, and, and it shocks him because uh, I have a lot of knowledge. Perry, Staten Island, Perry, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning, Perry. What do you got today? All right, so this is a baseball question. Mm-hmm. There's only been one player in the history of Major League Baseball with the following stat line for seven consecutive seasons. Okay. A 300 batting average, 20 home runs, 100 runs, RBIs, and walks. All right. Walk me through it again. 300 average, 20, 20 home, home runs, runs, 100 runs scored, 100 runs batted in, and 100 walks in seven consecutive seasons. Only one. So 300 average could be bonds. 100 walks could be bonds. 100 RBIs? Yes. 100 runs? Mm-hmm. And 100 walks? And 20 walks? home runs. And 20 and 100 home- walks. 20 homers. There's been several guys that have done it for four, five, even six seasons consecutively, but only one has done it for seven. Could it be pool holes? Pool holes, bonds. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to be wrong, and you're going to get me, and you're going to be all excited. Albert Pujols. Uh It is not Albert mm-hmm. Pujols. Uh The answer is Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. 91 right. to 97. All right, put him on hold. You know, I didn't even think Frank Thomas, so I don't really feel badly about that. I was thinking Babe Ruth. I was thinking uh, Bonds. I was thinking pool holes. Let's go to uh, Anthony in the mail truck. Good morning, Anthony. David? Anthony? Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I could be better, but I'm great. Let's well, what's wrong? Talk to me. I I'm appreciate you. Well, you you know exactly what's wrong. Well, no, I you're don't actually. Us. What's wrong? You're you're leaving us, but and I get it, and I understand it, and you know you deserve more family time than anyone on that station because you put in, you know, the most work, and and we all appreciate it, and I speak for the entire company, everyone involved. So thank you for that. You're um, very welcome. But I'm not again, Anthony. I'm not going to, away. Yeah. I'm just not going to do the Saturday shows once the Giants are done. Oh, trust me, I, I know. I, I listen to you 20 hours a week on, there you on go. Monday through Friday. So there you I know. go. There you um, go. So let me get to my stump question, and then I'll, I'll call you back a little later uh, so we can chat. Okay. So, 
my some question. There have been three teams all time in the NFL that have never had a number one overall selection in the draft. Can you name two of them? Okay. Um. Now here's the thing. The Broncos acquired the number one pick, but I don't know that they've ever had the number one pick. So, so that would work then. I think the Broncos, correct? I will give you that one, correct? Uh, Seahawks would be another, right? Are you asking me? No, I'm telling you, Seahawks would be another. And and give me the third one, Dave. Well, it's not overly fair because I think they're new-ish, but the Ravens. Oh, you're the best, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. How about, how about that? That that was right in my wheels. That was special. Like you saw it all hanging out right there. Sylvester in Plainfield. Sylvester, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How you doing? Good. Steph, Steph Curry is one of my favorite basketball players because of the three. Okay. And October 12th, 1979, who made the first three-point shot? Chris Ford, Boston Celtics. Oh, God. You good. You're good. Thank you so much. Did, did I look that up? Ryan Hurley? Did I look it up? Dennis in Jersey. Dennis, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello, David. Hello, Dennis. All right, so 1995, the last time the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. Right. Barry Switzer's the coach. Yep. Troy's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Emmett's running the ball. Who's the backup quarterback? And he got some time in that season, so. Backup quarterback for the Cowboys. So that's the 95 season that they then they went in 96, right, to the Super Bowl. Correct. That's Correct. Jay Novacek is on that team. Let's see if I can tell you the offensive line of that team. Mark Tuane, Nate oh Newton, Ray Donaldson, Larry Allen, and Eric Williams. That was some offensive line, wasn't it? it Hall of Famers. I mean, that really was some offensive line. Uh, oh, I know who the backup quarterback was. W- was he ever involved with the New York football Giants? Possibly. Did he ever go to Princeton? Mm. Was his dad a legendary coach? You know what? Did he have a brother that also played at Princeton? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Jason Garrett. (laughs) Sorry. That's incorrect. That's incorrect? Bernie Kozar. Garrett was not on that team? I'm I'm flummoxed right here. Garrett was Is that the year that Kozar though came in when Aikman got hurt with the concussion and probably shouldn't have come back? I don't I guess I guess that's the year, but I could have sworn it was Garrett. But Kozar clearly was, I know, at some point on the Cowboys. But uh, listen, I guess if he's saying it, I guess he's right. Uh all right, let's go to uh Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, really bummed out about this because for five years I've been calling to at 1030 every Saturday, and it's been a great experience. 
And I want you to know this has ramifications because I have to lay off a whole staff of people that have been giving me questions for the last five years. Well, no, I have you to don't. Lay them off. No, 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 Chris, you don't. Because it continues on Wednesday mornings. So it's some problem. I know, it's not but going it's 7.45, away. Dave, 7.45, I'm at work. 6.45, when you're on Wednesday, it was great. It used to, I was able to call them, but I don't know if I could call 7.45, but I'll, I'll see what I can we'll do. We'll figure but it anyway. out. we got to figure it out. You're not going right. to go anywhere. No, no, no. I love you. This is the segment, and as you know, it's been appointment radio for me for the last five years. So well, I appreciate you know, I'm going to miss you, but I want an upward. Um, all right, so Dave. There's been six players mm-hmm. in the history of baseball. I'm going to give you five of them that did this, and you got to name the sixth, okay? Right. What, what so, is the this, though, first? Can I get the this? All right, the so this is 2,500 hits, oh, God. 300 homers, 300 stolen bases. Okay. I'm going to give you Ricky five Henderson's going to be there. No, no, Ricky Henderson's not no, on okay. there. These are the guys I'll give you. A-Rod, Mays, Beltran, Andre Dawson, and Barry Bonds. They've done it. There's five of them. Name the six. So it's it's th- uh, what is it again? Twenty five hundred hits. Yeah. Three hundred homers. Three hundred stolen bases. And you gave me who? Did you give me Bonds? I gave you A Rod, A Rod, Mays, Beltran, Dawson, and and Bonds. And there's one more. There's one more. So Dawson, Bonds, Beltran. Mays and A-Rod have done it. One more guy. He's at 2,500 hits, 300 homers, 300 stolen bases. It's a very exclusive club. I'm it's wondering if, if you gave me Barry Bonds, right? I'm, I'm wondering if no. Bobby, bon- Bobby I, Bonds could be there. Right. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. But 2,500 hits. That, that in its own right is an ex- exclusive club. You know, you know who's, and this is an interesting one. I, I, and I'm not making this a guess. I'm just throwing it. out. I wonder if like Steve Finley could be there, because Steve Finley definitely had over 300 home runs, and I'm pretty confident he had over over 300 stolen bases. But I don't know if he had. But he played for a long time. Steve Finley. Or, or how about, or even Reggie Sanders is a guy that. Oh, I would, I would guess one of those two. I'm going to go Finley, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Reggie Sanders. Final answer. Dave, you're brilliant. Great job. Thank you. I mean, I am brilliant. right there. Just doing the brilliance that I bring to the table. Right there, right there, Joe Leo. Right in front of your face is the brilliance I bring to the table. All right, now you have a question. And the callers are lined up, so we're going to take a break, come back, and continue with round two of Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. And we continue with Stump Rothenberg. 1-800-919-3776. Joe Leo, we're going to get to you in just a moment, so get ready. Let's go to Matt in Hicksville. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Um, who, uh, the EGOT is winning a Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Correct. Uh, who's the only person to win all of those awards at least twice? Ooh. 
Ooh. That's a good one. Um, boy, Richard Rogers. I mean, I know there's about this like 18 that have done it. But twice. Could be Marvin Hamlish. So the the one that I, I think it might be. But I don't know much about him. And I think he's the youngest as well. I hear you're moaning. It could be right. I'm going to say... See, I don't know much about this guy, but I think it might be him. I is it Robert Lopez? Final. It could be Andrew Lloyd Webber, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Robert Lopez. That's correct. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I think he, he went for Book of Mormon. Uh, I think he actually wrote Let It Go as well from Frozen, which is a, one, of, one of Rick's favorites. How about that? You know what? He calls all smug every week. I think he might change his name. But in the end, sorry, pal. Sorry. Marvin in Glenhead. Marvin, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, David. Uh, first off, I'm really happy for you for the expanded hours in the morning. Thank terrific. you so much. Thank and one, one quick note before I give you my question. Mm -hmm. uh, to show how much of a dedicated listener I am, last summer my wife and I were driving in France from Paris to Normandy, and we were listening to Stump Rosenberg in nice. the park. So that, you know what? You, you, you win. You, you win. The fact that you're driving through Europe listening to the show. Oh! A really great job by you. So go ahead. The floor is yours. What do you got? Okay. Here's the question. 12, 12 NBA players had back-to-back 50-point -back games. Who's the only one that is not in the Hall of Fame? It's a good question. Um, so obviously, obviously, there are current players who have done it. So, we have so, the, to be so those don't... Because so I think Dame Lillard has done it, but obviously he can't be... Um, well, Wilt Chamberlain is clearly... Not going to be the answer, but he's he's done it. Um, but Kobe's in the hall. How about how about Antoine Jameson? You got it, Dave. There we Holy go. Terrific. There we go. And, th and that right there, Marv, is why when you're traveling through Europe. You listen to Stump Rothenberg. All right, Joe Leo. Floor is yours. All right, there is only one player in MLB history to catch over 20,000 innings. Who is that player? So you think Yadi Molina, but it's not going to be him. You think Mel Ott. Could be Pudge. 20,000 innings? All right. See, I'm thinking it's not going to be Gary Carter. Could be Carlton Fisk. Could be Al Lopez. 
Um, I don't think it's Johnny Bench. Could it be Carlton Fisk? I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Could it be Bob Boone? There's all these catchers that it's such longevity. It's going to be Al Lopez. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to go Carlton Fisk. Final answer. Unfortunately, you're incorrect. You named him. It is Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Oh. I stink. No wonder they don't want me doing Saturdays anymore. That's just terrible by me. All right, let's go to um, let's go to Ed in Jersey. Ed, I'm told this, this is a great one, Ed. What do you got? Hey Dave, I didn't realize you were going to turn fifty. I just turned fifty back in November, so I don't want any part of it. What What did you do? Did you have a big party? What, did you get great gifts? Like, what was the positive of turning fifty? Uh, I I don't know. I there was nothing. Going out for dinner. Great. Out, so you, so you turned nice fifty dinner. and you went out for dinner. I went out, I went out for dinner last night. I don't need to turn fifty for that. But 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 I had a, a nice steak. All right. I had steak last night. Go ahead. Hmm. All right. Who was the first ever player picked in the MLB draft? MLB draft. Um. It's a good question. So when did the MLB draft start? Um, that you saw him play and I saw him play. No, I shouldn't need that. You, you know, I think, I think it was Rick Monday out of Arizona State who, who later, uh, of course, grabbed the flag at Fulton County Stadium when those guys tried to burn it. That's that's my final answer, Rick Monday. Yep, yep, and he also uh, broke many Montreal Expo fans' hearts. And there you go. And I did see him play. I, I didn't see him play with the A's where he was drafted. I saw him play later on with the uh, with the Dodgers. But that's accurate, and that was a good question. All right, Joe Leo, uh, where are we now? We, are we down to the final round? We are down to the final round currently at 8-3. and three. Uh, Not great. Let's go to Phil in Jersey for the college portion. Phil, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, uh, I got a basketball player for you today. Lafayette Lever. Fat Fat Lever, as he was affectionately yeah. known. Because I think his, his little brother called him, um, couldn't say Lafayette, called him Fat. Uh, he went to Arizona State. Good job. And for one final on this one, Perry in Staten Island. Good morning, Perry. Go ahead, round two. Hey, Dave, before I give you my uh, college player, I just want to say we will sorely miss Solo Rothenberg. It was uh, one of my favorite segments uh, on the on any station. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But but Grouse is going to do a great job. What do you, what do you have, Perry? That's your question. Absolutely. So my my college player, former Detroit Lions running back, Joyke Bell. Oh. I remember him, and there was a, a, yep. Q, in, a Q involved in that name. Mid-2010s, he was okay. Yeah. Um, 
I think he, he wore like number. He had long. He had long hair, if I remember correctly. He yeah. He had dreadlocks. Um. And did he pl play with the Eagles also? Did oh God. I don't think I know it. He, he. It's a small school, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I. It is, is it's, it's a D2 school. Oh, it's a D2 school? Yeah, I don't have it for you. I'm sorry. It's Wayne State. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. He gets it. Wayne State, though. My goodness. All right, what do you uh, – give me your five-pack here, Joe Leo. So my five-pack is a basketball five-pack. Okay. First up is Lionel Hollins, former Blazer, and now good NBA head coach. Uh, Lionel Hollins. Where did he go to? He, I think he also went to Arizona State, if memory serves correctly. That is correct. Yeah. Next, <laughs> former Sixer and Bulls head coach, former Sixer player and Bulls head coach, Doug Collins. Doug Collins, who played on the 1972 U.S. Olympic team that re absolutely refused to accept their gold medals, uh, was a Redbird from Illinois State. Yes, he was. <laughs> Next, AC Green. Oh, it's Oregon, Oregon State. I think he went to Oregon State. Final answer. And I think you are correct. <laughs> Next up, former Laker Byron Scott. Arizona State. That's correct. <laughs> one, one of my favorite players is Chauncey Phillips. Colorado. Yes, it was. Oh! All right, so overall, what did we do? Finish at 14 and 4. That's not terrible. No. Not that's not that's not terrible. All right, so let, let's call it a uh, a segment. 1-800-919-3776. Giants fans, I mean, this is it. We walked you all the way here. You've been with us every Saturday. You listen to the radio all the time. You love 9870 ESPN. You love the Giants. It's been 6 years in the making, 1-800-919-3776. The New York football giants are back in the postseason. We discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN.